Welcome back to Passion Reflex. I'm your host, Demi Dean. Today, we're talking about why I had quit Demi at the Mobile Boutique. Before I begin, I would love to give a huge shout out and a huge thank you to every single person that supported me through this journey of the Me at the Mobile Boutique. You have no idea how much you changed my life and instilled in me how much I have passion for helping others. And by helping others, it makes me value myself. It makes me feel like I mean something, like I'm worth something. It puts me in a completely different predicament than I would have been if I never would have done the Miathi and it wouldn't have been anything that would have been possible without y'all. So back in 2013, I had a mobile boutique named the Miathi and that translates to from me to you in Spanish. I took so much pride and passion helping people have clothes for school, for new jobs, whatever endeavors they were getting into. Um, It really began this idea that I had with how much I struggled in high school finding clothes that weren't just so repetitive in terms of wearing the same thing every single day or every other day and it was something that was a burden and got in the way of me focusing and concentrating on school I would be asking friends or acquaintances if they had any clothes that they did not use or did not want or did not need anymore and that's basically how I started thinking of what kind of business this was going to be and it was dedicated to anyone that did need any clothes that didn't have anything other than pieces of clothing that they don't fit in anymore or didn't want anymore. I had so much time and love and passion for this like I said but when it all came down to it there was something that had happened that stopped my world, stopped everything that I was doing, and stopped my motivation. I technically started the business 2012, although it obviously does take a while for the business to be established and pick up. So I had hit it hard 2012, 2013, and in the month of June 2014, I ended up finding out through my mom, that on my mom's side, my cousin, he had gone missing and didn't make it out alive. Now that the trial has been over, I'm able to finally talk about it. I had absolutely no idea what to make of it other than the fear that I had that the situation could possibly happen to myself. My cousin was my age and ended up getting a Facebook message from one of his friends to go over and hang out and basically that girl ended up planning with her boyfriend to take my cousin's car and murder my cousin. Now, the way it happened was he did know this girl. He did know this person. It wasn't like it was a stranger. It wasn't like it was a dating app. This literally was someone that he knew. She decided that before this had happened, she wanted to go ahead and make it seem like she got robbed at Burger King or that Burger King got robbed when she was really planning everything about it because she worked at Burger King and 
her boyfriend shortly around this time period as well. He decided to rob a clerk at a gas station. So these people, nonetheless, were evil. That's just a given. But the way this happened, they were just going to hang out. He went over to her house. As soon as she opened the door and he went inside, they had him at gunpoint. With all due respect to my family, I'm not going to disclose any information that has to do with names. But what I am going to do is talk about how much this traumatized me and traumatized my family nonetheless. I had no idea how to feel about answering to these customers that were online based for my business. I had no idea how to respond when they, you know, wanted, they were interested and they wanted me to go over to their house. And that's how it was based. It was a mobile based company or business that I had. And I did not feel inclined to want to go to anyone's house. Even if I need them, I had already been very skeptical when it came to entering someone's house that I did not know. I would stay on the phone and talk to my now husband and I would be on the phone. I'm like, hey, I'm going to stay on the phone until they answer the door. You see where I'm at through my location being shared with you. So if anything happens, this should take no longer than an hour and a half. So if I don't respond or anything like that, please go ahead and go to the location that you see. Well, it wasn't that easy to just respond to these customers and go to their houses and make it a thing. I had shut down completely. I didn't even want to go grocery shopping. I didn't leave the house. I didn't think about doing anything outside of my comfort zone. And that's basically the world itself is being in situations that you're not comfortable in or that you're not placed in your natural habitat. And that's the way I had felt like everywhere else was just not going to be where I'm going to be because that's not my natural habitat. So I stayed at home. I went a while without wanting to even be employed somewhere because I didn't want to leave the house. I didn't want to be in a vehicle by myself. I would have these nightmares of being at this gas station and people having me at gunpoint. And I continued to have these urges of just staying home and especially because it was a mobile business I didn't want to be driving especially in areas that I didn't know or that weren't close to me and I felt very unsafe there was so much going on 2014 that pushed me even further to this point where I was like you know what I'm a singer but I don't want to sing because if I'm at a concert there could be a shooting I had just like so much fear instilled in me and it made me so debilitated I made myself so debilitated I didn't know what else to do than just quit cold turkey and not let any of my customers know I couldn't get out of bed I didn't remind myself 
of how much faith I had prior to this. When you see someone that you love go through something so traumatic and not make it out, it made me lose every bit of faith that I had. And I can say I honestly believe that my attitude now versus then, it's so night and day, but at the same time, the difference between all that was the amount of faith that I had. I can now say that positivity is something that I truly have faith in, in terms of how much it can change someone's day, someone's attitude, someone's just whole entire personality. And when you don't have any faith, it makes it really hard to even have faith in yourself. When I began to think about how I was going to explain this to people at the time, I had already doubted so much that I doubted how important it was to even share why I was quitting. I felt like at the time, no one would have cared anyways. Even though I had so many clients that counted on me and knew that from the bottom of my heart I cared about the clothing that they did not have or the clothing that they did have but was useless to them. I cared so much and loved to see smiles on their faces when they had pieces of clothing and shoes and accessories that not only fit them and their needs, but also fit their personality so well. God helped me find specific things for people that were unexplainable with how coincidental I had the exact item they were looking for. You can't be someone who helps people and then... You just, that's it. You cut the ties. I still love these girls from the bottom of my heart. And there was no way, no verbiage I had to explain all of this to them. And it's been this long and it's sad that it has. But at the end of the day, I feel like explaining my truth and explaining where this all came from can hopefully tie everything back together for them to understand that it wasn't the person that I'm proud of that I was. I I, I 100% was not in a good spot to even consider the stability that I not only gave myself, but I gave others by having these pieces of clothing. And I value and cherish the fact that they didn't send me any hate mail. And that sounds ridiculous because these girls are amazing and loving and sweet and kind. But for someone to just not respond to them, there wasn't even a word for it then. And now it is ghosting. But that was literally what I did to these girls. And it is really hard to think about now when I think about how much time has passed. But at the end of the day, I couldn't wait another second to let everyone know 
why I had just blatantly quit something that I loved doing. I had so much anger and so much pain and so much rage at the world and I pointed the finger at everyone and anyone that I thought was the cause of this negativity that was going on and in my heart it was broken and lost and I didn't even think about putting this energy that I had towards bringing his immediate family peace and love and at least an ounce of positivity. I still to this day haven't seen them in person. I have a big family, but at the end of the day, all this time and energy was put just consuming myself to the negativity that I thought was unstoppable. I didn't think about turning everything around, being positive, doing things for them or with them that could help them get through this difficult time. And instead, I had stopped life and stopped every bit of anything that brought me passion, love, and happiness. And at the end of the day, you can't make someone have happiness, but you can at least help them have peace. And I never imagined being someone that would just stop, that would just not put forth any action or any energy towards other people. Because I, for the longest time, had been so selfless that I didn't even imagine putting forth energy or time to self-care. I want to give a huge apology to every single person that I impacted negatively, every single person I didn't respond to. Y'all are amazing and are so sweet for not sending me any hate mail for someone who wanted to be so dedicated to the passions that I had. I let y'all down and didn't allow any type of peace with what was going on with me. When I gave up singing and doing the miati, I gave up on myself. What this whole experience made me realize was that we are so impactful and more than we know it. We underestimate how important we are and how important self-care is. Self-care is everything. And if I would have had more of that, I would have been able to have more care for the world and the people that live in it. When we go through pain, it shows us how impactful we truly are. And what we have to remember is, regardless of what we're going through, someone is going through something so much worse. At any point in time that you're going through something, just know that someone is going through something so much worse and that things can always be worse. And although that's not something that sounds like it would help in that instance, it can help you at least think about turning things around and changing 
at least what you can change out of the outcome. I hope this episode helps shed some light on mental health and the importance of self-care. If you're going through something right now or know someone who is, help them and or help yourself remember that there's always going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. And although it does feel like it'll never come, just remember there is always help and there's always someone who has an open ear. I'm Demi D and thank you so much for listening to Passion Reflex. We'll chat next Friday. It is the end of the Miyati Mobile Boutique, but it is not the end of the Miyati. I'm so excited and so certain that I'm going to revive the Miyati in a nonprofit organization fashion. And I cannot wait to start helping others find gently used clothing.